Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Promise, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, and just thank you for coming into our midst, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for making us who you want us to be, Lord, and that we're not good by the world's standard, but by your standard. Lord, I also just thank you for imparting your wisdom onto us so we can do what you... So we can do what you want us to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Excited to have you with us as we continue our series on the Lord's house and our discussion on the bronze altar of, for the offerings. Before we get into the word, though, I want to ask if you... In, joy or are blessed by this episode that you'd like it they subscribe on this platform and and or any of our other platforms and then you also share the episode with someone else so they too can be blessed and learn and grow in the things of our lord all right Mm -hmm. hey john just brother don't forget to tell our listeners about in fact i'll just do it how about that all right brother you know if if you are feeling led to support this ministry um like all ministries, they do require support. Um, and uh, John and Kamisha are tent makers, and they do a lot to make things happen. And um, they are, and I think all of us are here, fully submitted to the Lord and trusting and, and believing in his faithfulness to provide for all the things that he does. So we never ask or want you to feel like you're being asked out of compulsion or out of guilt or out of shame. But if the Holy Spirit is um, speaking to you about supporting this ministry uh, financially, by prayers, or even by your participation here with us, we'd love to have you join us. We'd uh, uh, certainly appreciate the support in any way that the Lord is leading you. And so if that's the case, to make it easy for you, you can go to adayofprayer.org. It's really easy. Uh, it's clearly marked all over the website for you because I have harassed John immensely <laughs> about making it easy for people to give, that if people want to give, make it easy. So we... I think we've done that. Uh, if we haven't, we'd love to have your feedback. And if there's anything on your heart, anything you want to share, anything we can do for you, if you have a prayer request, if you'd like to join us and find out how you can join us here uh, for lots of different things that we do, um, you can reach us at ministry at adayofprayer.org. We'd love to have your participation. We appreciate your support, and um, we thank you for listening. Absolutely. And we'd also invite you to partner with us. You know, uh, It's not just about finances, it's about prayer. Right, I mean that's mm-hmm. we should be in prayer always for all the saints. Right, and I know we are about each of you because the Lord wakes me up at all hours of the the night uh, to pray about people in and many I've never even met. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the uh, the job as uh, uh, part of the job, the role, if you will, of being a son and daughter of the Most High. We are the largest family in heaven and on earth. And we should be interceding for each other mm-hmm. as the Lord leads, right? Yes. The Lord's the one that knows us and what we're going through. So um, you always have a, 
of course, the Lord is the advocate, but you always have someone here in, in this ministry that will seek the Lord on your behalf Amen. and intercede for you in what you're going through. So um, we'd also, like I said, invite you to partner with us, right? And, and I'll, I'll say share in the labor, but it's really share in the reward of what the Lord is doing in through this ministry. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we're ready to get in the word? Yes, we are. All right. We are going to, we're still discussing the bronze altar, as I stated. So we are going to reread Exodus 27, verses 1 through 8. So can I get a volunteer to do that, please? I will. All right, Charles. You shall make an altar of acacia wood, five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar shall be square, <coughs> and its height shall be three cubits. You shall make its horns on its four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay it with bronze. Also, you shall make its pans to receive its ashes, and its shovels, and its basins, and its forks, and its fire pans. You shall make all of its utensils of bronze. You shall make a grate for it, a network of bronze, and on the network you shall make four bronze rings at its four corners. You shall put it under the rim of the altar beneath, that the network may be midway up the altar. And you shall make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. The pole shall be put in the rings, and the pole shall be on the two sides of the altar to bear it. You shall make it hollow with boards, as you were sh- as it was shown you on the mountain, so shall they make it. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor. Through for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. All right? So who'd like to begin? I'll begin. All right, LaCharles? Um, one of the things that I was, the Lord was showing was that with the polls and how we have been discussing previously in the podcast how this was moved around often, and the Lord showed me that that's with us in our whole life. Um, he gave the example of there's a, as mommy says, there's a place of perfect will with the Lord, and that's where you find the covering. Mm-hmm. So he was, the Lord was showing me here was that, much like the bronze altar, which I found interesting, that was made bronze, which was humanity. We must be willing to move with the Lord, and in order to receive the covering He has for us, like when mommy says, like mommy tells us, we have to pray for ourselves when we're adults, because mommy's not going to be over in our houses saying. Bubby, time to get up. LaCharles, time to get up and say, you got to go to school and stuff like that. I have to take responsibility for myself, mm-hmm. and I have to do it as I'm going about it. So Lord should show me here is that not that he's casting us off and saying, deal with it yourself, but he's saying, come on, move to the place I'm telling you to move so you can have my covering. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be chasing you down. Mm-hmm. And he, it, Oh, go ahead, baby. Go. Go ahead. And then the second thing the Lord showed me was with the grate and how when it was all the stuff that was burned on, it, I found it interesting that even that was bronze. And how, uh, actually, let me back up. It was, the priest put the blood around the horns. When they had sacrifices, they dipped their hands in the blood and they wrapped, put it around the horns. I think on certain days, like on Yom Kippur, right, Dad? They put the blood on the horns? No. no. Or is it a different place? Well, in the- Yom Kippur oh, is... I think you're thinking of the mercy seat. Yes, that is mercy where seat. they sprinkle okay. the blood on the mercy seat. Mm-hmm. 
the Day of Atonement for all the sins. Okay? Yes. And how the Lord should show me here was that with the blood, um, it refers to how we are the place where we must work on ourselves. Um, it reminded me of a Mr. Ken Hagen, how he was talking about the Lord tells him that he has to do stuff, but he can't do everything for us. There's mm -hmm. still a place where we must go and work mm -hmm. and be moving forward. Mom is not going to tie a bib around me and feed me. No, I have to pick up the fork and feed myself. The same is true here. He's saying that the Holy Spirit illuminates what you need to deal with, but it's up to you to come bring it to the Lord. Amen. He's not going to say, what's that underneath the rug? Pick that up. Give it to me. He's saying you have to pick up the rug and make the first steps towards it. You, ha you have a role to play. Yes. He helps us to do it, but you have a role to play. Um, that would be the, the crossing of our free will. So yes. salvation is the most pivotal and important thing any person will ever do or receive in their lifetime. And it has eternal implications. And yet God does not force us to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. He doesn't force us to not go to hell even though he knows it's so vital for us and everything else hinges on that. So likewise, he doesn't make us or force us to do anything when it comes like that. He gives us a choice and he does knock. He does point. He does um, convict. He does instruct. He does all of those things. And he encourages us and he sends others. He sends um, the other believers to help us to stay on track. He will send a donkey if he needs to and allow that donkey to speak to keep you on track. However, yes, we should make it easy. The Holy Spirit should just be able to tell us and speak to us and then it stays right there. <laughs> and then all we have is a testimony versus maybe an exposure and cooperate with what God is asking us because anytime we deal with our own sin, as in renew our mind, um, mature our soul, uh, you know, things of that nature. When we grow and mature, it's for our benefit. It's because we need it. It's for our safekeeping and it's for the blessing of God to be fully evident in our life and have no hindrances mm -hmm. coupled or applied to it. Jessica? Yeah, I just, um, you know, as I was contemplating what you were saying, Le Charles, <clears throat> before we got started today, we were talking about the need for other people in our lives to speak into our lives. And, and now you're kind of talking about some other things the same way, kind of Kamisha. And, um, it's interesting, you know, God certainly could have moved the bronze altar anytime he wanted to. God could have certainly created the altar. You know, he could have spoke Absolutely. the altar. He could have, you know, made it come up out of the, mm -hmm. the sand. I mean, he could, you know, right. a lot right. of different ways, but he had them build it. And he also had them build it in a way that was portable that required mm -hmm. others to do that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's just a reminder, as we continue to offer our lives as a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. and we treat ourselves as if, you know, that altar kind of component, we must surround ourselves with other people who are able to help us move forward and to move yes. on in life and who are there to lift us up when we need to be lifted up and to help us point out the things in us where maybe we have some sin we're not aware of yet or what it may be that, that love us enough to be able to do that, right? I mean, because if uh -huh. you in the last podcast you mentioned, you know, um, the, the two most important, right? The love the commandments: to love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So often people look at that 
and I, th- I think the missed the most important part of that in order for you to love your neighbor, you have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you truly love yourself, then you want your sin exposed so that you can deal with it quickly. So you can be back in fellowship with the Lord. And if you love the Lord, you want to grow and develop. You don't want to remain because it, our, our, we work out our salvation, right? We continue to be transformed. It is not a single act, mm-hmm. and we need other people mm-hmm. in our lives with us on that journey. And as we fu- mm-hmm. if we fully love ourselves and fully love others, then having people speak into our life and lovingly speak into other people's lives is extremely important. We are not supposed to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Amen. But just, just a, I'll say tweak what you said a little bit. We do have to love ourselves. Please do. We should love others. <laughs> because I want you to speak into my life and tighten up what I said. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you, brother, for, for giving us the, the opportunities to do that. And, and I don't just mean what was said, but you know, being willing to, to listen, right? That's for all of us. And don't just take what's said, but bring it before the Lord, right? Um, and, and I guess that is the key to all this. Yes, we should. There is an element of, yes, we, we must love ourselves, not be lovers of self, right? Mm-hmm. But all of it has to be Big brought difference. into, right? There's a huge difference. <laughs> Big difference. Yes, okay. but all of it has to be because we love Him. Amen. And because we love the Lord, we only want to do right or Him to be pleased with us. One, and then because of that, and because we love him, and we only want him to be pleased with us, we then in turn can demonstrate his love, that unconditional, or what's known as agape love, to others. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason we can do it, not because we love ourselves, but because we love the Lord, and we want him to be pleased with us, or we want to be pleasing to him, then we can also be pleasing to our neighbor. And who's our neighbor? It's not just those that are other, other believers. It is literally anyone that the Lord places in our path. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the difference. And we do have a role and a part to come and play. And, uh, and we hadn't brought this up before uh, in this, this discussion. When we look at, in verse 3, it talks about the shovels, the basins, the forks, and the fire pans for this altar. It wasn't just altar. You just slap a a heifer or a bull or a ram or something on there and you just <laughs> just walk away and let the the fire do its job there was there were Man. there was work to be done Had in to be it tended to absolutely all right but isn't that the same way with our life but then even in that how we how we approach the work and how we do the work matters um i'll give you a couple examples First Samuel 2, it really begins in verse 12 through 17. Um, can I get a volunteer to read that, please? First Samuel 2, what? Verses 12 through 17. I'll read it, darling. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt, and they did not know the Lord. And the priest's customs, custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself all that the flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servants would come and say to the man who sacrificed, give meat for roasting to the priest. 
for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the men said to him, they should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires. He would then answer him, no, but we must give, but you must give it now. And if not, I will take it by force. Therefore, the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Okay. So we're, we're going to work this backwards, right? And start with the second greatest commandment. They utilized the things that the Lord provided. And by provide, I mean had them make to do the work of the service that he had called them to, especially as it pertained to this altar. Mm-hmm. And we're corrupting everything. The other people, right? They were taking from the people. It, it says very plainly, they abhorred the offering of the Lord. That's talking about us as living sacrifice. It's not necessarily was mentioned here, but let's let's look at the bigger thing. Well, it started with it was the custom of the priest. Yes, he didn't say it was the command of the Lord or, or correct the, the way things are supposed to be done. Exactly. So operate, and and that's why I said how we approach the Lord and the work or the service that he has asked us to do matters and still stems from the the two greatest commandments, how or loving the Lord with all our mind, heart, body, soul, strength, right? So the desire then so that he would be pleased with us and then loving our neighbor as ourself. So they were contaminating the offering, the sacrifice, and the people. And actually, that w- it was causing the people to sin to against the sin. Lord because they were supposed to do that with joy. Oh, exactly, a giver is what the Lord requires and requested. And Amen. they were coming, and I, their heart wasn't to despise God. But then, whenever they looked at the process that God set before them, they cringed and hated that, and that made a reflection towards the Lord and put separation between them because they would recoil instead of um, coming in and enjoying exactly. the process. And now. If I could get a volunteer to go to Leviticus 10 and read the first three verses. The first 10? Three. Uh, Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3, please. Okay, I'll read it. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. The Napadab and Abu, the sons of Aaron, each took a censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went up from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who came near, come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. Mm. So Aaron holds peace. Okay. So they just approached the Lord in any old kind of way, with no regard or reverence to who he was, or is and was and is. <laughs> Let me correct myself. Yes. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, for who he is and the work he had called them to do. Which, as we, we read here in Samuel, utilizing the things of the Lord and the things for the service of the Lord in any old kind of way, with no regard or reverence for it, uh-huh. which contaminated and corrupted it. 
The Lord wasn't pleased. It was offensive. It was sin. And you see that same thing here. Sin produces, when it reaches its fullness, produces death. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It matters. How can we say we love the Lord our God with all our mind, heart, body, soul, strength, right? The greatest commandment. If we're not showing the Lord the reverence that he is due, how does that demonstrate our love towards him? And if we don't have that, how then can we love the people mm-hmm. who are trying to live out their lives, being con- becoming conformed to the image of Christ? presenting themselves as a living sacrifice and an offering for the Lord, that the Lord would be pleased. These things matter, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. so for us, for our lives, let us be wary of how we reflect the Lord. And I don't mean wary as in concerned, right? But let's yes. approach the Lord rightly. Mm-hmm. He, that, that's a requirement. We can boldly come before the throne, absolutely. He invites his children in to do that. And let's also forget that, or not forget, let's also remember that he is God. He's our Heavenly Father, but he is, and he is God. Almighty God. All yeah. Exactly, God Almighty. Amen. So there's that, that element and aspect too. Because when we don't approach him rightly, we don't view him rightly, we don't hold him rightly, it is sin. Mm. Right? Yes, yes. Well, it it takes away from, well, our relationship with him and brings discredit and shame upon the gospel and upon every, because these are not people that didn't know anything. Each of these examples I just gave you are are there it's the priesthood people that were called to the work of the of the service of the lord to minister to the lord hmm. on behalf of the people it's people that should have known better and well i'll say this with that as well if if you're finished with your statement yeah, please go ahead on okay it's just because they're brought up around the things of god mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's in their heart and it still has to be received and accepted and valued and prized for what it is. Amen. Uh, a common day example that we would see of that would be pastors and their children. You can quote the Bible scriptures front and back because this is how you were raised, but does it necessarily mean that it's in your heart? That this is what you love. You love God. You desire him. You worship him. And you, from, a, from spirit and in truth, right? The Lord said that the time is coming and now is that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Just because you're in the presence of the things of God, meaning literally sitting down while the things of God are happening, or somebody told you, hold this, stand there, put this on your head, take that off your head, close your eyes, turn around. Just because someone gave you that instruction or showed you those examples doesn't mean that it penetrated to the inside of you, that you allowed it to grow fruit and produce harvest. Exactly. And knowing the Lord and his ways and his thoughts, not just the what he's doing and what the the tool, if you will, is for, but how to use it, when to use it, why it must be used in this manner, right? All those things, who, what, where, how, why, when, what else, what other, mm-hmm. all those things matter, but you only receive that by that relationship and being humble and willing to allow the Lord to instruct you and give you those things. 
uh, teach you those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. The, the, the word is sown, but it does have to be received into a heart of good ground. That, that has not changed throughout humanity. Your heart has to be supple, open, open and willing to hear the things of God and to receive them. And then you, in turn, have to allow the Holy Spirit to um, continue to let those things grow or to water them. But you have to do your own watering by protecting them, speaking the word, just like he told Joshua, meditating on the word day and night and not letting it depart out of his mouth and then watching the fruit of God come forth and not doing anything to disrupt that or to uh, restrict that growth. So, you know, it's also like a a person who's a business owner and they have a a child that they go, Hey, this is going to be yours one day. This is going to be yours one day. We'll say Esau, (laughs) Jacob and Esau. We had Isaac telling them, this is going to be yours one day. This is going to be yours one day. The blessing of God is going to be yours. One son said, that's exactly what I want. I need it. I must have this blessing. And I love it. I love it. I love God. I love everything about him. I love how it smells, how it tastes, the wind. I love it. Give it to me. And one who said, why should I care? It's inconvenient for me. It bothers me. It's too much. It's, it's burdensome. It's too weighty. And he despised or disdained the things of God. And so one son did whatever he could to be a part of it. And the other son did whatever he could to get rid of it, including cast it away and sold it, exchanged it for a pot of stew. So being in the vicinity doesn't, isn't enough. You have to let the Lord um, come into your heart and work with him and cooperate with him. There are going to be opportunities where the Lord asks you for something that seems hard. The rich, rich young ruler, right? It seems hard. It seems complicated. Um, It seems outlandish. Maybe even Jesus saying, if you want to partake in the kingdom, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And many of the Jews were offended and went away from him. They saw every, they had every sign that he was the Messiah. And because he said something that was hard to them, complicated for them to understand, didn't suit their fancy. They walked away from him. So moving on from that, I just wanted to cover, um, first Peter chapter five and mm-hmm. verses one through three really quickly when you were referencing how the, the sons of Aaron treated and the sons of Eli treated the service of the priesthood. They were mm-hmm. there because of their birthright, because of their last name, basically mm-hmm. not because it was a part of who they were um, and their personal choice to serve and live and, and love God. It was, this is what I do. Uh, which is a privilege it is and they were given that privilege but they didn't value that and i'm by no means finding fault because they're here this word is written so that we have an example and Mm -hmm. whether it be they or me i have to honor the things of god i have to receive from him when he says kimisha teach my word train your children in this way um love your neighbor as yourself Whatever he says, I have to receive it as well. Amen. Jesus had to receive the instruction of the Father. Uh, So real quick. The elders who are among you, I exhort. I am a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not Mm -hmm. for dishonest gain, but eagerly nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. 
uh, verse four real quick. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So the same thing we saw with um, Hophni and Phineas, Phineas and um, Levi's Nadab. sons. I'm sorry? Nadab and Abihu? Yes. This, you're given this role and this task, but don't take it as burdensome or like you're being forced. Compulsion means being forced. Um, but do it willingly and don't come here for your own gain. Don't serve God or fulfill this for dishonest gain, but to bless the Lord and further his, his, um, his results that he wants to get. And don't try to lord over the people like they're saying, we're going to take it by force. The, the priests are going to beat you up. Man, that's pretty rough. <laughs> no, but you see that throughout scripture that that ends up happening. Um, mm-hmm. Many places in the, especially in the Old Testament, about how the shepherds are the ones causing harm to the sheep. Hmm. Right? Biting them, trampling them, or trampling them, causing injury, trampling the, the ground and the food and the blessing that's been provided for wow. them by the Lord. Right? So, in all of that, the core of what we're getting at is... Let us examine ourselves mm. and our reason mm-hmm. and I'll say the why we are approaching the Lord, right? He knows yes. the thoughts and intentions of the heart. He mm. knows when you're coming clean and pure because you love him. Mm-hmm. And he also knows when you're trying to twist and manipulate through your actions in order to attempt to extract or mm-hmm. snatch a blessing and a benefit for yourself as more as in a wolf in sheep's clothing. Exactly. He, God wants to reward us and he's, he appreciates when we know what our benefits and blessings are in him and come to him for that. I want to read second Corinthians um, chapter one, verse four, real quick. Amen. I shall read three and four because it makes it more clear. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Mm-hmm. So that is the purpose of us serving the Lord and how we deal with others is to be able to offer them the same comfort that we ourselves received. When we're talking about the commandments, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. It's we received his love and we show that back to him. And then now we're able to show his love to others so that they can look up and go, Hey, I'm blessed. Hey, I'm relieved too. Hey, I find comfort too. And pointing them to Jesus, the very one who comforted us, sharing the same grace that he gave to us with them so that they are now able to be set free and go Mm -hmm. forth in their life without bondage or restraint, unburdening those who are already burdened. That's what the Lord wants from us. Amen. And why he said that. <laughs> and I know that's a lot. And, um, but also to be considerate of everyone's time. We are going to pause there. If, if there are any questions on anything we discussed, any comments, please don't hesitate to, to contact us, to reach out. You can do that either through our website, adayofprayer.org, or directly through email at ministry at adayofprayer.org. All right. Okay. Okay. With that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. I... <laughs> oh. Do you want to do it for us? You can go, Lila. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you. 
Lord, we just thank you that you are our advocate, Lord, that you are a great high priest, Lord, and that we find comfort in you, Lord, and strength to go wanting to complete the mission that you have set before us, Lord, to run the race with all endurance, Lord, that we can bring glory and honor to your name, Lord. We thank you for the gifts that you've given each and every one of us, Lord, times, talents, and treasures, Lord, and we willingly cast them back on you, Lord, and we willingly bring them for your service, God. Develop in us, Lord, a more mature character, Lord, and a more mature picture, Lord, that we start to look more and more like your son, Jesus Christ, who is our pattern and our example, Lord. So we just thank you for the good things that you have blessed us with, Lord, and for your love that never fails. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.